0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Monuments, Museums and Mojitos Podcast.
1: Hola, hola. Hello.
0: So, how's everyone doing?
1: Morbe in Catalan.
0: Oh, very nice. Oh. <laughs> well, um,
2: in Spanish, muy bien. Perfecto. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um <laughs> we have a uh catalan slash spanish theme today so we uh, do we do yeah nikki what's our cocktail our cocktail we're drinking is called an
2: agua de valencia which technically makes no sense because our topic today focuses on the catalonia region in spain <laughs> yes Barcelona. but you know
1: that in valencia they also speak catalan oh, like know. they also are yeah they're also Catalan oh there, guys, so... No. <laughs> no, but that's good. We have connection. It's not... Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, well, yeah, if you think about it, Spain, summary, sangria, fruity, alcohol. This is another fruity, orangey pizza Bit fizzy.
0: A little bit fizzy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we already used sangria for our South African episode.
0: Yeah, so Which we don't want to repeat so ourselves.
1: So sense, <laughs> <Somewhere> <laughs> says, yeah, going back. <laughs> yeah. So
2: this one has orange juice, vodka, gin champagne sugar and sparkling wine which is champagne um
0: (laughs) beautiful beautiful explanation there thank (laughs) you for
1: that
0: (laughs) well i guess we can't use actual champagne because that's french and you know that was my mistake that was culturally inappropriate i'm
1: sorry (laughs) it's probably cover
0: yeah yeah we can use cover because prosecco is italian right yeah yeah so oh this is the whole
2: feta cool. issue isn't it <laughs> what <laughs> feta? you know greeks can only call
0: cheese tooth better.
1: you know the story about the russian champagne
0: about what russia
1: champagne you don't know the story
0: no? no do tell
1: so the only alcohol which could be called champagne comes from france from the region called champagne you know Mm -hmm, So only wine produced there could be called champagne. But in Russia, they said that champagne wines should be called sparkling wine. And the only champagne wine in Russia which could be labeled as champagne are wines that are produced in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) So only Russian sparkling wines could be called champagne. And real French champagne wines are labeled as sparkling wine now in Russia. How
0: have Russia culturally appropriated champagne? Like how?
1: Putin, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah.
0: That's just flipping the cards a bit. doesn't really make sense. Yeah, Russian champagne,
1: if you think about it, sounds awesome, no? Yeah. They
0: have vodka. Why do they need champagne too?
2: Well,
1: they have everything,
2: yeah. Isn't champagne like summery? Oh, my God. You don't really drink that in sub-zero temperatures.
1: Come on, if you have millions of dollars, you would drink it in whatever circumstances (laughs) you can drink it, you (laughs) know? In the club. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yep. anyway <laughs> Sipping <that mayo-y>. uh. <laughs> anyway yeah so we are on theme today because we are covering what topic polly
1: sagrada familia
0: which is what do you mean what is that
2: <laughs> 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 it's a
1: cathedral in barcelona it's one of the most impressive cathedrals in the world and one of the most impressive buildings uh, it's part of UNESCO so yeah quite significant mm-hmm. but Nick is not impressed by it supposedly
2: well, it's okay no 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 i'm fine okay <laughs> i'm fine
0: she says <laughs> it's fine yeah
1: <laughs> anyway san no isn't like Sagrada Familia one of the first things you think about when you hear about barcelona or spain or yeah. architecture
0: yeah for me it's And, I mean, Gaudi in general was the thing that really blew me away when I went to Barcelona for the first time. um, I visited the first time when I was about 16, and then again uh, a couple of years ago. And it's just, it's the architecture that really kind of makes me think. Oh, and the food, of course. But the architecture and the food combined is, like, what I think of when I think Barcelona.
1: And Sagrada Familia is a cathedral. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is such a building in another place or location. Like you cannot compare it to anything else, right? I mean, if you think about visually, visually, yes, visually, exactly. Yeah,
0: it's like a melted candle on top of a Disney castle. Like (laughs) it looks like the whole thing was made out of wax and then it was set on fire and melted a bit. That's what (laughs) I think. Okay, that's a weird explanation. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's meant to be actually to do with nature, right? Yeah. Our yeah, community. nature
1: is is plays a significant part, yeah. And just the combination of so many different architectural styles. Yeah. In a cathedral, like it's it's fascinating.
0: But correct me if I'm wrong, Polly, it's been under construction for like over a hundred years. Yes.
1: There is this joke in Barcelona that we'll never see it finished, you know, like they will always like extend the deadline and extend the mm-hmm. deadline and COVID was another argument to <laughs> extend the deadline. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah, they are now constructing it for over hundred years.
0: Wow. Wow. We thought the restoration of the Acropolis was taking a long time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Literally, there is the same joke. You know how people in Athens say that they've never seen the Acropolis without construction going on there? Mm -hmm. Same is in Sagrada Familia. People have never seen the cathedral without any, any construction activities going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, because actually the first time I went, you know, all those all those years ago, it was very different. Going back a second time because all yeah. of the part that I like was all covered in scaffolding, and I was like, "Oh, oh. that's Aww. a bit of a yeah, you know, yeah. bit underwhelming yeah. that I've come come back after all these years and it's yeah. just looking a bit rubbish." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, the year to build Sagrada Familia was of a librarian. It was not of the city. It was not a project from the municipality. of It was a An idea of an average librarian, Giuseppe Maria Bocabea. And yeah, the basilica originally had to be built in a gothic style. And the first architect was Francisco de Palla de Villar, who started working on it in uh, 1882. However, he had disagreements with the architectural assessor of Bocabea, and he resigned after one year. And the architectural assessor of Bocabea is called Joan Mortarel, who is one of the famous Catalan architects. Hmm. And he also declined the offer to work on the project. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) He could already see it was uh, shaping up to be a bit of a dumpster fire.
1: But he was on charge of the committee that selected Gaudi as the architect. And basically after one year in 1883, Gaudi started working on the the project.
0: But he was quite a young architect at that point, right? Yes, he was 31.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. so was
0: he a local
1: architect? Yeah, he was. he's Catalan. He was born in Catalonia. And he graduated in 1878 architecture. And his tutor said that, I don't know if we have awarded this degree to a madman or to a genius. Only time will tell. Oh, interesting.
0: I think it's still out for discussion, to be honest. But <laughs> no, no, I think <laughs> no, I think he is yeah. regarded as a genius. I mean, these just
1: days. yeah, just gonna mention that seven of his works are UNESCO heritage. Mm, wow, seven, seven. Like yeah. literally, there are countries in the world who have less than seven UNESCO heritage sites. Yeah.
0: Do you think that's a record for any architect? I don't
1: know. Could be.
0: It could be, could it be, be yeah. couldn't it? I don't yeah. know. But, like, I can't think of anyone else yeah. who has seven UNESCO sites under yeah. their yeah. belt. So. Like, Are they all in Spain?
1: They're, yeah, they're all in Barcelona. Oh, oh Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, Look, like, I mean, we obviously know that Spain works very well with UNESCO and having UNESCO sites is kind of a political thing, but still, like, seven UNESCO sites, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a great achievement. But then, he has been working on Sagrada from, He started working on it in 1883, and, he, and it became the project of his life. So he has been working on that cathedral for 43 years, of which the most intense were the last 15 years of his life. So during that time, he did some other projects. Uh, He did some other residential buildings where he probably had more freedom of imagination and more joy in doing them. Mm. But the true project of his life was basically Sagrada Familia, because he was also very religious. He was super devout Christian, and he for example used to go without eating food for 40 days wow yeah so also if you look at the plan of sagrada familia you see how important was was the christian religion for gaudi because the basilica has to have 18 towers 12 of them representing the the apostles four representing the evangelists mm-hmm. and one dedicated to virgin mary and the central and tallest tower symbolizes Jesus. And the idea is that on the completion of the cathedral, a large cross will be put on the Jesus Tower, which will make the total height of the basilica 172 meters, thus the tallest building in Barcelona, and just a few meters below the peak of Montjuic. And this is because, as Gaudi said, his creation shouldn't surpass God's one.
0: Wow.
2: Aww. Yeah. And is it true that it was originally a cathedral rather than a basilica? Is there a difference? Is it? (laughs) Yeah, there is actually. Uh, So... I don't know that. It was like understood as a simple Roman Catholic church. And then it was later designated a cathedral, maybe because of religious vibes that you just mentioned. But actually in 2010, (laughs) Pope Benedict XVI declared it a basilica. (laughs) And if you're not... For those who are not familiar with the distinctions... A cathedral is the seat of a bishop, whereas a basilica gives it greater freedom away from that. So oh. it's actually an honor for the building.
1: Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Maybe that. Like, I had no idea what it, okay. the
1: distinction
2: was between, but yeah. Mm. They don't know okay.
0: That. Um, how many of those towers that you were talking about, how many of them have actually been completed?
1: Um, only eight towers so far. So
0: Out less than half.
2: Eighteen. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. That's not a great effort, guys. It's been under construction for <laughs> over a hundred years and they've only done less than half the towers. But
2: us judging <laughs> restoration and building processes yeah. of heritage sites again. Yeah, but, you
0: know, these guys are trained yeah. architects. That's, that's their area of expertise. But anyway, like yeah, this, this, this... But we all know,
1: like... Anyway, also, like, nature is very present in the... In the whole structure, so Gaudi's idea was to present a living, natural, and organic structure that resembles life, creation, and God's kingdom. So there are no straight lines or angles, and the columns of the basilica are resembling trees. While at the same time, Gaudi tried to represent saints, biblical scenes, animals, and fruits. So you can see that nature and life plays huge part in the in mm. the structure of Sagrada Familia.
2: That's quite nice. Mm. I feel like. That is quite special. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
1: one of the most special things when you at first see the church are all these small sculptures of trees or fruits and different animals. Yeah, like it's quite
2: intricate, isn't
1: it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it really does have that organic feel. Like that's what I meant by the melting wax. Because it just, it doesn't look like stone. It looks like it's kind of moving, bobbly kind of. Yeah. And what I think
1: is also important is that you can't say what spaces or objects are more important. There isn't a secondary object because everything has the same value. Like looking at it, everything is charged with the same amount of visual saturation. You know, everything is just so intense Mm. and with so much details and so much effort created. Mm. And yeah, here comes one of the main issues is that the parts built after the death of Gaudi look a bit static and cartoonish mm-hmm. compared to his work. Don't you think so? Like there is a huge difference between the facade that Gaudi constructed mm. and the newly built one.
0: Yeah, that I guess, would you call them modernist style or like they almost remind me of like soviet sculptures in that way that they're like that's
1: uh, well that's one of the main differences gaudi's figures were so gaudi used stone to create his figures the material that was used for the new facade mm. was concrete oh was it yeah. okay yeah.
0: so that might be why it's a little bit more industrial looking <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Right. so here you already see a difference between the materials that were used
0: hmm and there's so many straight lines and edges yeah. like it's all very angular yeah. like the the figures like the the people um sculptures they they do look very blocky mm, okay.
1: yeah exactly
0: it's kind of almost the opposite of the organic smooth um texture of the gaudi side
2: who was responsible for the construction after gaudi's death
1: well, the foundation basically that handles that. Different architects were in charge of it, so it wasn't like one figure who was responsible for the continuation of the project.
0: Mm. So it wasn't like someone took over the mantle? No, or no, different like... people, yeah.
1: like several stakeholders. So, yeah. so basically, Sagrada Familia established Gaudi's career, but it was also the project with which his career ended. He died in 1926, and only one of the facades was nearly done. Unfortunately, most of the sketches and models which... He had regarding the church were destroyed during the Spanish Civil War so when Mm -hmm. the Civil War broke out in 1936 Gaudi's original plan for Sagrada Familia were burnt in a fire that destroyed his workshop Wow and only a few models drawings and photographs were salvaged from the cinders Mm -hmm. and along with some notes of students that were used to give an argument to, to different stakeholders to restart the project. Mm. Here is one of the the first big problems that we have. One of the reasons to restart the project was based on sketches and notes, which were not very detailed and um, didn't give enough information for what Gaudi's plans were.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they just kind of made it up almost from that point onwards. Yeah,
1: yeah. Already in the 50s, Architects like Le Corbusier and uh, Miss Van der Ro uh, published a manifesto demanding the construction to stop, and that the finished building should be turned into a monument. Simbi- just
0: left unfinished, like they yes. thought it should just be, yes. just be left as it was. Yeah, yeah, Why like a that?
1: monument, because it doesn't respect the integrity of the of the facade that Gaudi built. Mm-hmm. Similarly in 2008 more than 400 architects and historians signed a manifesto demanding a halt of the construction. However despite of that the development of the cathedral has continued.
0: Was Franco quite pro getting it finished because he was very religious? Well, he was he? very
1: uh, I don't know particularly what was Franco's role in that but mm-hmm. yeah obviously he was very religious. His regime embraced Catholicism and Sagrada Familia as a temple, you know, mm-hmm. probably was supported by, by the yeah. establishment. Um, and yeah, the problem nowadays is that Sagrada Familia is not the Sagrada Familia of Gaudi. The first construction of the basilica damaged significantly the already built part. And part of the reconstruction was based on interpretation of badly preserved sketches. And this, And there is a clear lack of unity between the old and the new part. As I mentioned earlier, for example, the original Gaudi stones were built from stone, while the new ones were from concrete. The differences between the nativity facade, which is the original Gaudi facade, and the passion facade is striking. And yeah, some of the sculptures on the new facade look from a souvenir shop. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Yeah,
0: they really don't look like one cohesive Yeah place like it does very much vary in style and not in a way that it's like oh this part is in this style and this part is in this style and it's all kind of very deliberately done it just looks a little bit and yeah it looks like something was unfinished and then they just started again yeah
1: And on the other hand, for the sake of Gaudi's way of work, the construction shouldn't have been renewed because he was an architect who constantly adjusted and adapted his buildings during the process of work. For example, during the construction of La Padrera, which is um, another amazing architectural building of of Gaudi, uh, he was supervising the placement of each stone slab of the facade, ordering Mm -hmm. the workers to make adjustments until he found the proper place for each slab. So he was a person who constantly supervised the construction site and he was constantly changing his ideas. So we don't know what Gaudi was going to create in the Mm -hmm. end afterwards. Um, Yeah, the end product
0: could have been... Totally different, yeah.
1: yeah. And take into consideration how architectural uh, trends changed so rapidly during the 20th century, it is very possible that Gaudi would have been inspired by other styles. Mm -hmm and eventually change his views and ideas about Sagrada Familia. But yeah, to be honest here, the argument is not only about architecture, but also about religion. And if we go back to the to the person who commissioned the project, Josep uh, Bocabella, he wanted to create a building of a great church. Mm. And the completion of the basilica will satisfy the person who commissioned it. So,
0: so it kind of fits the brief. It is a big church.
1: So we have two point of views. The current construction satisfies the one the person who commissioned the project, mm-hmm. but it doesn't satisfy Gaudi's legacy. Mm-hmm.
2: That's quite tricky when it comes to like authenticity yeah. and integrity. Yeah. Of the monument.
1: Because also when Gaudi died in 1926, only thirty percent of the church was. Uh, Finished. Wow. Seventy percent of it is just—it's no. interpretation and new development.
0: Mm. But I guess by the time of Gaudi's death, Jose Bocabeya, Bocabeya, <laughs> he was also dead by that time. Yes, he was also so dead that neither time. of them got to see it yeah. finished. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just carried on regardless. But yeah. neither of them have really got what they wanted yeah. out of the construction.
1: I think another important topic to consider now is that we all know that Barcelona is one of the most popular cities in the world and a huge touristic destination. So, the completion of the basilica kind of satisfies primarily tourists and that's another important component to consider because it currently ac- it can accommodate up to 15,000 people and it's the most visited site in Barcelona. In a sense, Sagrada Familia has kicked out the locals. Mm. And there is a decline, for example, in permanent residence of a Chample. 20% of the short-term rental apartments in Barcelona are located there, which is not by any chance. And most of the businesses are souvenir shows, bars, and restaurants. Mm. And me as a person, when I came to live in Barcelona in 2014, I was living in that neighborhood, literally 15 minutes walking from Sagrada Familia. And just for one year, the prices increased so much for apartments. And I was also pushed away. Mm. And one of the reasons was the flow of tourists that was coming mm-hmm. to that neighborhood. In 2019, Sagrada Familia attracted 4.7 million people, mm-hmm. uh, So, which is quite a high number. And that's one of the, the other reasons why probably if it was preserved as a monument, it was going to serve better the city because the flow of tourists was going to be lower. Or if not lower, it was going to be easier to manage.
2: Is that because you've got it, the tourists? demographic but also a religious demographic behind
1: it well could be but it's also because if it's it's such a big structure that so many people can enter inside and have a look at it like many people spend their time there and like you have queues you have lots of people queuing up well if it was just a monument that could be observed the flow of tourists was going to be handled in an easier way Yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah that's true yeah people um, would stop take their photos and then carry on their on. day yeah,
1: yeah.
2: but yeah. i guess it's a major source of income for yeah
1: i'm coming out to that
2: <laughs> Barcelona. yeah so what the again? cathedral
1: before the pandemic was planned to be finalized by 2026 which is the 100 years anniversary of the death of gaudi okay oh, that's yeah sad. however as usual COVID has impacted the schedule <laughs> And already... I did
0: another 50 years yeah. on. <laughs> and o-
1: already in 2020, they announced that 2026 is not the final date anymore. Yeah. And basically now they have a plan that in 2022, they will build one more tower, one of the four towers dedicated to the evangelists. However, the rest of the work will go back to normal after they have more money.
0: Is that like... Does this construction depend on the income that they get? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it directly feeds back into the construction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it is expected that this year in 2021, they will have in total 800,000 visitors, which is just 70% of the visits in 2019. So in general, the expectations are that Sagrada Familia will reach pre-pandemic levels of tourists in 2024. But there are also plans to construct an enormous stairway, which is 60 meters wide that will lead to the basilica's yet unfinished main entrance. And this would entail that an entire city block will be demolished and 1,000 people will be dislocated. Wow. And this stairway was not even in the original plans of Gaudi. Mm-mm. so the local of the resident association says that they want to construct basically a disneyland and to do it they need to kick out people from their home mm. so here sounds we, familiar yeah so here we have also this issue with tourism and how disnification, how it impacts local people and
2: but in this case i feel like it's a bit of a double-edged sword because they obviously need that money from the tourism influx to complete it
1: okay i need to clarify something here under an agreement between the spanish government and the vatican in 1979, the Sagrada Familia Foundation doesn't have to publish accounts or pay tax. Oh! So this, the whole church is built by a foundation, but it's a foundation that is not transparent. We don't know how much oh. money they have, what they get. Oh, is that why? So it only, ha- it, o- it only it it only has to declare it only has to declare income from the gift shop. Wow! W- while the income from visitors are treated as donations, so they don't pay taxes on that. And
2: because of churchy vibes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we have this foundation that is rebuilding this project, but we don't really know what they're doing with the money. It's not really transparent. Mm. We see that in, it impacts really bad yeah. people living there. Because
0: surely it was originally meant as a church for the people.
1: Exactly. It means the Holy it's Family.
0: Ordinarily yeah. a free Thing right,
2: you don't pay to yeah. go
1: into a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the holy family.
0: Do they hold mass there and stuff? Like, is it a functioning church or? Yes, yes, it is. Okay,
1: but in general, it's primarily a touristic site. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know. As a conclusion, I can say that. Sagrada Familia is obviously a marvelous piece of architecture and is probably the most defining work of Gaudi. It's one of the symbols of Barcelona and it is the place that attracts most tourists in Catalonia. So, from economic terms, it's also a very important site. However, the current construction project is very polemic and instead of supporting Gaudi's legacy, it harms it. As we have seen UNESCO, Lists as a heritage only the façade which was built by God.
0: Okay, so the actual cathedral itself or basilica is it is now? Yeah, it's not only the façade, okay. only the façade
1: that was built by God. So we already see here that UNESCO doesn't really agree with the yeah. reconstruction project. To summarize, we have damaged and unclear plans which do not give us arguments to continue with the uh, with the construction of the basilica. There is lack of knowledge regarding Gaudi's ideas, as a second point. Third point, from a cultural standpoint, it is bizarre to try nowadays to construct a building and present an architectural sound from a, from another century.
2: Mm. That's kind of true, isn't it? Mm. Yeah,
1: because they are trying to create basically a style which was going to be popular 100 years ago, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it gives the impression that is this is a site that was built for tourists, primarily. Mm. There is a huge mixture of different architectural styles and different architects who have been working on it. It just makes a big mess. And more importantly, it harms the population of a sample of this neighborhood.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, In I don't know for your opinion, but if I was on charge of that project, I would just have kept it as a monument and Mm. try to conserve the basilica And because what we have here is just a weak representation of Gaudi's ideas.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't understand why they decided to continue with construction, but in such a different style. Like, surely, maybe it was because it was taking too long and they didn't have the budget or whatever, so they decided to just go ahead with the concrete and, you know, do it. But it's not like they're even doing it quickly. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I
1: just think it's like every artwork. You know, there are so many, for example, authors that have unfinished books. And there are cases where... A student of theirs or a friend of theirs, for example, tries to finish the book. Or imagine Mm -hmm. you have a piece of music composed by a great composer, you know, Mm -hmm. and then somebody random tries to, who was a student of his, tries to finish it. It's impossible. It Mm -hmm. doesn't work. You cannot interpret Gaudi's ideas. Mm -hmm. You cannot create something that he could have created, you know. Yeah. But I think, again, here we have huge economic interests also playing, you know. Our favorite capitalism (laughs) being present. Because, yeah, in the end, it's all it's done just to attract tourists. And it's a site that generates so much amount of money. Mm. And they don't pay taxes <laughs> for yeah. that, you know.
0: Nikki, how are you feeling about the Sagrada family now?
2: Look, that was very interesting. Thank you, Polly, for that explanation. And it's been an interesting discussion. And I think that knowing that story behind the monuments, so that's church, is gives it a lot more meaning for me because I I think it's a, quite a politicized structure rather mm. than, in my opinion, an eyesore. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think from a heritage point of view, it's a very interesting topic to discuss. Do you continue building it? Do you keep it as a monument? Do we value Gaudi's ideas? What's the integrity? Exactly.
2: Which mm. is How does it
1: impact local hold?
2: Yeah, which is generally mm. what you do these days or what you should do when undertaking something like this, whether it's a reconstruction or a completely new construction. Yeah. It's like you need to take these factors into consideration. Mm. Yeah. And it just seems like this is bypassing all of that. Yeah. And kind of leaves you asking why is that the case? And then if you look at, like you said, the economics behind it, maybe
1: it's all about mm, there's money. something
0: there. Yeah. Although values... A hundred years ago were different to what they are today. So in the 1930s, when they were making the decision to carry on construction, maybe they were doing what they thought was the right thing. But over time, it's gone back and forth and back and forth between different, you know, different people running the project behind the scenes, different architects.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Well, that I think is a wrap for this episode. Check out our content this week in regards to the structure. We'll show you some photos and share some interesting insights about the Sagrada Familia.
0: We'll also share our cocktail recipes. So don't forget to uh, we will jo- join in with, uh, with the booze fest. Get
2: your oranges, <laughs> squeeze them fresh, because this is a very citrusy drink. Beautiful. And please, 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 please remember to follow us on uh, wherever you listen to us, whether that's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Anchor. And, of course, check us out on social media uh, at Museums Mojitos on Instagram and Twitter and the podcast's full name on Facebook.
1: Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, everyone.
1: Adeo.